I remember many years ago, uh, actually at a, a church before I came here, I was talking with one of the, the youth in our youth group, a uh, young teenager whose father died unexpectedly and tragically. And in the course of that conversation with me, she asked a question that you might expect. Why did God let this happen? And that's a question in some form that I've heard many times uh, in uh, these years of ministry. Um, Whether it was her question or another tragedy or inexpressible loss or struggle uh, or disappointment. That's one of the questions that just seems to bubble up from us when bad things happen. God, why did you let this happen? And pretty early on in ministry, I, I would try to answer that usually to no great effect. And it, it's not that it was a, a disappointment to the person. Um, but I realize that's really not what people are yearning for is information um, when they ask questions like that. And after a while, I, I came to learn that whether I had an answer or not to that question, what was more helpful, what was more important in the situation was to simply be present to hold a hand or to be silent, to listen, to pray. Um, And in essence, that is what this Christmas story is about. I mean, we have have heard the the scripture readings and sung the song. We've heard about the the curse and the, the solution, the salvation and the redemption, you know, the coming kingdom of God, the Messiah. But the very heart of it is this declaration from God that I will not abandon you, I have not abandoned you, but I draw near to be with you, with you in the dirt, with you in that, that lost and discouraged and place where words fail, I am with you. That's, that's the heart of Christmas, of incarnation, of God born as a human being into flesh and blood. Jesus is the answer to sin and separation from God. He is the Messiah and the Deliverer and the Savior and all that we've sung about and heard about tonight. But what he was first born into that manger is Emmanuel, God with us, God among us. This one verse from the Gospel of John, the word that is Jesus Christ, God, the word of God, became flesh and made a home, dwelt among us. Jesus is God with us in our humanity and all that that entails, the loss, the sorrow, the frustrations, the obstacles, the anger, the joy, the sadness. Jesus is God taking on all that it means to be human and living with it. Scripture tells us that he, he, was suffer, he suffered as we do. He was tempted as we are. He even experienced death. Jesus is God with us. And that's not just something that God does for us, that, that presence with us. It's something we can offer each other. Uh, and though he's not here tonight, one of the, the sermons I most remember hearing in this place was when Roy Allen Wiley preached and shared about the ministry of presence in his life. When I'm not even sure he, he knew or identified the person, but someone behind him in church when he was going through a struggle put their hand on his, his shoulder. And just that, that realization 
that I am not alone. There are people with me. God is with me. Again, that is the Christmas story. Now, we hear about Mary and Joseph, and I'm probably as guilty as anyone of kind of romanticizing their story. It's almost as if, as Mary's riding the donkey, you can hear the, the music fluttering in the background. But look, they had, they had a hard, hard time. Mary became pregnant unexpectedly. Yes, she heard from an angel, but can you even begin to imagine the weight of responsibility of what that angel said to her to give birth to the Son of God, to the Messiah? And they traveled all this way for the census. They found no place to stay, no room in the inn, and had to uh, go to the stable. And yet for them, God was with them, literally in their case. Jesus was born, God with them. And all the other Jewish people of their day, of that, that first century, they too knew what it was to struggle and face obstacles and be um, hard-pressed by the Roman Empire, the taxes and the brutal treatment in some cases. And the, the, God's people were longing, longing for that Messiah, for that deliverance, for to throw off the weight of Rome and to be free and to be blessed and to be like in, in God's blessed um, place again. The promise for them that they were clinging to is that God hasn't turned his back on us, but God has promised to be with us. And I look out at all of you, y'all are looking good tonight. A lot of well-dressed people and a lot of smiling faces. And yet I know a lot of you, you've shared, you do share your burdens with me. You ask for prayers, you, you, you share what's going on in your life. And I have some sense, and even that, probably not a true sense of what folks are facing in this room and the, uh, the battles and the discouragements and the, the loss and the disappointment as well as the, the joys. And there are theological things to speak into your lives and your situations, but the most helpful thing I can think of to say is this simple Christmas message, God is with you. God promised from the beginning not to walk away from Adam and Eve from this humanity that turned from him, but to follow after them, pursue them. That is the story. God's come after us, and God is with you even tonight. God is with you in joy. It's going to sound like a wedding vow, but it's true. God is with you in joy and in sorrow. God is with you in health and in sickness. God is with you in times of certainty and in times of doubt. God is with you in plenty and in want. But that is God's promise, God's pledge, God's true self. God is with you. And that is good news, whether you're riding the high or you're struggling in the pit. The story of the Bible says that God did not remain distant, nor did God snap his fingers to fix sin and death and, and all that uh, we read about. Instead, what God did was draw near and put on flesh and put on humanity and live among us and walk among us and feel what we feel and love us and rescue us. So that's all I have to say tonight. This is Christmas. Jesus is Emmanuel. Jesus is God with us. God with you. God is with you in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Would you bow your heads?
for this Christmas prayer. Heavenly Father, it is humbling to realize that you knew us and loved us before we drew our first breath. It is even more humbling to realize that you have pursued wandering humanity through time and culture and history and shadows and shame because you love us with an infinite and piercingly bright love. As we celebrate the day of giving and receiving gifts, we remember Magi who brought gifts to the Christ child. We give thanks for your simple yet profound gifts of faith, hope, and love. Thank you for the gift of faith made possible out of your own steadfast promises, spoken to us through prophets, apostles, and angels, encountered in Jesus Emmanuel. God made flesh to us and for us that we might know hope, be changed, and be redeemed. Thank you for the gift of hope born out of faith, hope shining like a beacon amidst the shadows, blazing bright defiance of sin and death. And thank you for the gift of love shown and given to us through faith, through hope, that we might love you, love others, be at peace, and offer peace. Faith, hope, and love, gifts we receive, gifts we give. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We celebrate you this night, even as we await the dawning of the birthday of Jesus, born in the straw, born in love, born the light of the world, God with us. Amen.